0: Welcome to the Landscape Nerd Podcast, It's where we nerd out about all things landscape, people, design, how they all connect and impact us. I'm your host, Macy Nelson. I'm just a landscape nerd who wants to learn new things and share them with you. A while back, I mentioned that I might create a series of episodes that discuss how we represent landscapes because it is such a... a, important part of the discipline that I think it's really fun and exciting and helpful for us to see the way that different artists and designers communicate their design intent with the world. Today, we will be talking about collage and montage, but mostly collage. If you haven't listened to the first episode of this representing landscape series I would recommend going back and listening to it but you don't have to pretty much what I want you to get out of that episode is that we look at the way landscapes represented to an audience because it helps us understand whether or not we are communicating our ideas properly and that is what this series is all about so when it comes to understanding landscape the first thing is having a narrative or a story is key most stories are easy to understand because they're complete. They have a beginning, a middle, and an end. But in reality, a lot of stories aren't as clear cut. There isn't always a clear beginning or a clear end. For example, what defines your beginning? You know, is that the dawn of time or is it from when you were handed the project? And that leads into how you describe the story of your space. And in a lot of sites that may have a long-standing history that you want to give homage to, there isn't a lot of visual aids for you to help tell that part of the story, and then you need to create them. Also, when you're looking about something that's going to happen in a space, something that's in the future that isn't real, you also need to find a way to bring that idea to life. So when you're trying to visualize something that doesn't exist anymore, or doesn't exist yet, There's a general lack of pictures or documentation, and that can make telling a story difficult. But that doesn't mean you have to stop. You just have to get creative and resourceful. And that sometimes means putting together pieces of information or images together to create a complete idea or a complete piece of work. And that is what we are going to call the collage or a montage. So instead of me telling you about collages and the history and all that, we're going to take a little bit of a different approach and we're gonna have our first ever guest on the show. And it's not that the history of collage is important. It absolutely is. It's just that I really want us to focus on how the technique helps landscape architects and designers find their story and find a way to communicate these ideas to others. I will introduce a bit of terminology, which will be collage and montage. So we use both in landscape design a lot but they have different purposes. So collages are defined as a technique that result in a work of art which has fragments of paper and other materials arranged and glued onto a supporting surface. This can be any type of physical media, paper, 3d objects, paint, natural or found materials. Nothing's really off limits as long as you are finding a way to bring them all together. But in this digital age that physical act of combining pieces has a different feel and process. The digital archives of the internet allow for a whole new level of discovery and endless possibilities. So this can be extremely expressive and also cohesive because you're able to put a lot of these different pieces of information that you can find digitally onto a single surface or piece of work. And this is where we bring in the word montage because sometimes assembling those pieces together makes them look like they are all meant to be in that space. So a montage is an assembly of images that relate to one another and in some ways they create a single piece of work. A montage tends to be more formal than a collage. And it's usually based on a theme. So you'll see photomontage a lot in landscape architecture because we use that as our main form of creating renderings for projects so people can imagine what the space is going to look like after it's built and they're usually photorealistic or as photorealistic as possible. But collage is a... I know that the definitions say less formal than a photomontage but I think they can be quite elegant in trying to convey emotion and experience more than a photorealistic photo montage can but I will let our guest today explain that a bit more. Our guest today is Eliana Javahari. She is a designer, but you may know her best as the creator of the Oscapes Instagram page. She is incredible. Eliana and I connected over social media. She posted a series of questions asking about people's experience in the landscape architecture community. And I responded to those questions and then we became best friends. She is extremely passionate about capturing experience, and particular experiences that people have had, they are having, and they will have in a place, and she uses collage as a way to explore that. So a few disclaimers for this episode before we get into the interview is that this is the very first interview that I've done on the podcast, and there are some sound issues. I apologize for that. In the beginning, you're going to hear a bit of lag or glitching in the recording because we were recording over video call. And also, you will probably hear my son, Lincoln, in the background playing. um, And there may be a few times that you'll hear us laugh suddenly or maybe a little too hard because Lincoln would have been doing something really funny or trying to entertain us. But I did my best to try and edit out as much of that noise as possible, so you also might hear Eliana say, oh yeah, you mentioned this or you mentioned that, but you actually don't hear me mention anything. And that's okay because Eliana is really who we really want to hear from today. I really had fun with this, and I hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as I did. So let's begin. My name
1: is Eliana Javahari, and I am a landscape designer, and I have a page called Oscapes on Instagram.
0: So we're here today to talk about collages. So could you tell us about your public works of collage?
1: Well. Let me first tell you about how I even started collages and then I will tell you about that part. Yeah. Um, I started making collages when I was in school and there was this project that was about this neighborhood in Southwest Washington, DC. And I found so much text about what this place was like, the people, the businesses, the public life of it. And it was great. But the problem was I couldn't find A single image that kind of could visualize that for me and a lot of what I was reading was very helpful for the project that I was working on but at the same time I really really wanted to see what it was like what that place could actually be like or what it was like at the time so talking to my architecture friends they said well, why don't I try collages and I said "Ooh, how do I go about doing that and so I kind of went back to the text that I had read and highlighted and found really important information on that I was going to use in my actual design process so rereading some of that I found that you know there were a lot of information about some name of streets so I went out and took photos of the streets that were still existing And then I would find, you know, for example, the name of a restaurant or a name of um, like a business that I used to do. And I would find, for example, that photo on Google. So I essentially ended up with a single image that was the visual resource that I was looking for in the text that I basically was reading. And so using digital collages, essentially just using Photoshop and finding images from different sources, and kind of linking that up with the text that I had been reading really helped put that together. And it basically became the basis of, and it was a perspective of what that neighborhood used to look like. And that actually became the starting point of the story that I was trying to tell through my design, which was really helpful. So it was essentially just creating an image of, a, of the past, of a space that no longer was there. But, you know, The collage allowed me to actually put people in there, whereas the image that I, the photo that I took didn't have any people. So it kind of had the same feeling that the text was talking about, but it was a visual matter and that's something that was really helpful. After that, I think it just became one of my favorite ways to explore the past when I couldn't find an image that could help me understand what that space used to look like. And that kind of became very therapeutic for me to the point where, you know, as I was finishing up my thesis and there were difficult times or there was something that was just kind of on my mind, I would just immediately, subconsciously go make a collage about something and all of a sudden I would just be surprised because it is is a form of expression you know, it's not anything new it's something that's been around for a very long time but I think it's something that it's still so, so relevant. And for me right now, for my public page that I make collage of on, it's just, it's just a therapeutic way of expression that has come in very handy in 2020 so
0: far. <laughs> I think that's amazing the way you described making it for the past, but off ridge of like imagination of like what you had thought this place looked like.
1: A lot of the times at landscape architect I think it's just the nature of what we do where you know we obviously are constantly envisioning the future of a place and if we're lucky we get to look at the past of a place and I think collage is one of the best ways that we can kind of look into the past of what used to be when we don't have that information readily available to us and in my experience I found that once you try to spend some time in doing that A lot of the time, people really appreciate that, who may not necessarily be involved in the design process. And I found that that also helps kind of explain your thought process a little bit, which I think is really helpful because people kind of see where you see the story coming from. Collage, to me, it's especially helpful when you're trying to look at the past of a space a lot of us still use it to kind of envision the future and present that to people, which I think is still very helpful. But in terms of the collage, I think it you really get a chance to express the essence and the feeling that a space had in the past.
0: I think that's very true. And I love that. And I, I wonder if that has anything to do with finding those images too because everything yeah. that you are picking to put into the collage is existing right like if there is yeah. an existing thing of that it either be a picture yep. or an object or whatever it's there versus mm-hmm. yeah the future when we're representing what our intent is yeah, like you might be making that up, you're coloring in certain mm-hmm. things, you're just like manipulating those stuff or you're mm-hmm. taking existing things and trying to push them into the future. And it's like yeah, very, I'd never thought of it that way before is like, oh, take existing stuff that was already in the past and putting it into the past picture versus like mm-hmm. what we do is take existing stuff and try to put it into the future. That's very cool. And
1: you, you bring up a really interesting point because something that's so difficult about collage especially if you're trying to kind of capture what the path of the space may have been like is actually finding the right images and the right images that work together whether that's kind of characteristic or timeline sometimes you find images that are like 10 20 years apart and you're like this is not the same space (laughs) so it's kind of you know it's good to have an idea of what it is that I try to capture but at the same time it's important to just be flexible and just be okay if you know you're not finding the exact image that you wanted because if you find another image or another piece of your collage that could still help tell the, tell the real story, you can still use that. If I was you know trying to have like some some specific story being told, but I can't find that. I go back to the text, reread it, try to see what else I can understand from it and try to go and find that image instead. Yeah,
0: I think that's really. so maybe now you could talk about that design process like give me anything about your design process that you enjoy
1: I think it's oftentimes now when I'm stuck whether that's you know if I'm if it's actually a collage that I'm making for a landscape architecture project when I'm stuck in making decisions I try to kind of just take a little break and there has been times where I have written a little story and had a little person just kind of you know like a child going through the space if it's even for the present moment or just like a fun exercise where I could just liven up a little bit instead (laughs) of just kind of you know just constantly freaking out about every little decision it's just kind of telling a story of okay well this person is here what is his or her experience going from this space to the next what would that really look like what would that be like Mm -hmm. and I think that has been helpful in terms of just taking a step back sometimes and just reminding myself that at the end of the day, whatever it is that we make is for people to experience and for people to enjoy. And so a lot of the times, even the difficulty of, you know, technical decisions or understanding some of the complexities that landscapes have, I think it's helpful to step back and make up a story of a made up person just you know hopefully a child because it's just they're just usually very happy yeah just <laughs> yeah are yes. always just out and about <laughs> just on their own um and what would that space be like for them but using a collage as opposed to any other form of um, representation for me primarily because i think it's less of a pressure because in my experience, it's just, you know, if you don't like something where it is, you just take it and put it elsewhere. If it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense at all, you just put it aside for, for the next one. So a lot of it is just these days is when I feel stuck, be it for a landscape project I'm doing or just life. <laughs> 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 Any time these days that emotions are just running strong, which I think a lot of us can relate to right now. Uh, that's when that's when I go towards making a collage because I think just even looking at different images and just seeing what goes with what it's just like any other creative process when you have something out in the world even if you're not sharing with anybody it just kind of makes you feel better that you know again it's therapeutic and it's it's been helpful in that process but in terms of yeah design design process it's either a story that I've read again if it's about a specific public space that used to exist it could just be you know um, like the front steps of a house that someone has written about very shortly like a paragraph or two that I've read about a specific neighborhood and um, like people used to sit on these steps and what would they talk about and what what was that space really like and if you were to capture that these days how would that really how would you capture that the essence of that—not necessarily—it doesn't have to be the steps, but what is the the steps representing, and what is it bringing? What did it bring to the community, and essentially, what can we learn from it, and the essence of it, and the significance of that? I'm bringing that into the space that we're designing. So I think for me, it always starts with some sort of a story, whether that's an existing story of a real place that used to exist, or a story that I make up in order to. Of comprehend and make sense of what I'm trying to design and kind of bring into this world.
0: I first of all have to say, yeah, stories they're the best, they're the best way <laughs> to like teach. Stories for the win, <laughs> storytelling story for the win. Um, also, I really resonate with what you said about the like small space or the specificity, like, it could be a small story that mm-hmm. you can expand on that and you can really yeah. build that but that so i like small scale projects like um mm-hmm. i don't know I do too. To- they're
1: they're more personal i think a lot of times when we talk about details we mean different things like different mm-hmm. people mean different things when they talk about detail which is a good thing because you know i think it does mean different things there's you have your technical details you have your actual design details there's so many different details you can think about But I think specifically when it's a larger landscape and you're trying to make it personal, something that would be helpful is taking the same, and I don't really know if I've seen this done very many times, but it's essentially taking the same space and creating different stories and storylines for that space. So if for example, you know, you have a space that has a bench and as you said, and a planted area. What does that look like? What does that feel like if one person is sitting there with a book, you know, during like a summer evening? And what does that same space look like when there's nobody there during like the fall or something? So it's kind of using that same space and telling different stories. And I think collage comes in handy in a a situation like that, because you can very easily just still keep that space that you have drawn and just change the people out. And change your seasons out and really try to see well is what you have created there and what you're choosing to put there really going to be of value for most people that are there is it going to be responsive to to the best of your knowledge you know you can't draw every single person on there because that's just not possible but if you were to imagine different people with different abilities and different interests and you know different heights and different shapes just using that same space what would that really be like and so i think collage in that sense actually is very powerful and it's simple and it's fun and nowadays you can find so many fun and funny people silhouettes online it's
0: just <laughs> have you seen awesome? the vomiting uh it's like there's like the vomiting guy <laughs> that they have now and i think it's great that it's like <laughs> Like, you know what? That happens too. That's life. That's
1: life. It is, and I think we sometimes need to be realistic about it because sometimes, you know, you look at the choice of people that we have that we put in our drawings, and sometimes I just don't understand. But some, sometimes all women are in heels. Oh yeah. And it's like that's just not going to work. And I used to work with someone who, one of my fondest memories of her, is when we were at a meeting and they were talking about you know using um like gravel in in one part of the design and it was one of the main walks to get from one like the the parking spot to the office building and she just said but well, what if i'm a woman and i'm wearing heels like i don't want to get stuck every five feet yeah and it's true. But oftentimes, you know, when we're making these drawings, it's not something that we necessarily think about. And I think that kind of changes the narrative a little bit. But but creating collages in spaces like that definitely helps. And you mentioned section and perspectives. And when I was in school, we used to almost always start designing from plan. You almost always start designing from plan view. Mm-hmm. But no public space has ever really been experienced as a planned view. That's what I'm saying. Spaces are experienced in perspective and in section perspectives. I mean, yeah. Not necessarily section, because you're not going to see the bottom half of, you know, everything that we've done, yeah. <laughs> where the actual hard work has been. But that's how the space is experienced. So I think that's another thing that I find really really great about collages. Walter Hood has a book called Urban Diaries. That was actually, I think, what I looked at when I had started making collages for landscape, primarily because he actually includes hand-drawn pieces and he basically puts them on top of Google map. And then on the side, he has perspective drawings that are so colorful and lively, but then he has cutouts of people
0: oh that's awesome
1: and it just goes to show how freely he's trying to express something important yet simple in terms of the fact that it's just everyday life through a collage that's not necessarily it's just it's the hybrid collage right and that's something i've always really admired about his work i usually do digital it's often photoshop but I also have tried taking photos of things that I like, be it a plant that just looks great in like specific lighting or a bench that I think looks great the way that it's been installed or even if the sky looks nice. (laughs) Sometimes it's just nice to have these photos readily available so that you can use them. So I've been trying to photograph more of what I see in the daily life so that I can then go back and use them in my digital collages. But so far it's primarily been Photoshop. I think it's because I just kind of started that way. Yeah, it's I kind mean, of been my that. go-to. But I am kind of curious about more of like mixed media kind of work because I do think it adds a little bit of, a different level of the storytelling, the texture that you get or um, the the different feel that you get from just literally cutting and pasting things
0: on that top of each other the post- yeah. yeah and it's fun like we used to do it as kids all the time yeah and it's not a new technique and I primarily no. only did collages for all of my renderings in school like mm-hmm. Yeah, I painted a few, but for the most part, it was like collage mixed media because like I could do a tree really well, but nothing yeah. else. So, like, so that my trees would make it into the collage. Great. This is beautiful. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's, yeah, mixed media. I yeah. hope that makes a comeback. So yeah. even though I it think it it's more... unfortunate
1: that oftentimes it, like it's not considered professional, but I do wonder sometimes that if there's. I I do see it more often now, though, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Um, Like, I think every design student uses Adobe right now. Like, I think everyone mm -hmm. has to. But I'm just wondering for, like, those people who will hear this who are just, like, Mm -hmm. gardeners, right? Like, who are just interested in it. Like, do you think Photoshop is a good entry?
1: I mean, I learned Photoshop on my own. I mean, I picked it up because I obviously like we were in school and it was a tool to use and it's just one of those things that you just pick it up as you go but I do think that because of the times that we live in you have so many resources that can teach you basically anything that's true so it's it's not difficult to I mean it might be difficult to find the exact thing that you want to Mm -hmm. learn how to do but if you're a little bit flexible in terms of, you know, just being able to take a few turns and learn two more things, mm-hmm. you'll eventually be able to actually get up to speed into doing what it is that you want to do. You know, I've been working with Photoshop, like many of us for years now, but I still, there are times that I find techniques oh. online. And I'm like, why did I not know
0: oh. this? Oh, I know, right? <laughs> but you're like, that would have saved me so much time years yeah yeah <laughs> years calculated years off of my life
1: <laughs> so it's kind of like i i do think that it can be intimidating okay, i feel yeah. like a lot of people like myself anytime that i sometimes think about learning a specific new program i get really intimidated very easily because the the things that you see online when you even look up the name of the program oh, are these goodness. beautiful elaborate pieces of the work and then you actually start and you're like oh wait no I can I can get a hold of this like this is possible I can do this yeah so I think it's just it's just a matter of starting and just being okay with you know knowing that there's a learning curve like anything else and that you have so many resources available to you online and even now thankfully Instagram because there's just so much you can learn very quick rendering versions and you can learn Quick techniques because people are putting very short videos online on instagram where you can actually learn so it's just like look up hashtag photoshop exactly or just like photoshop rendering so a lot of times you're not going to find specifically like you know landscape architecture photoshop rendering the first time you check but once you start figuring out what it is that you need to look for then i think it can it will come to you instagram will know
0: yeah, it'll it'll figure it out. They know. <laughs> I usually look at um Instagram and the hashtags and then I find the ones that have their short videos and their mm. tutorials and then they usually have a YouTube. Like then they have a place yeah, the where they YouTube. try to go more in depth with other techniques or maybe that yeah. technique and they break it down a bit more. Um I think that's a really great yeah, we live in a really resourceful
1: it's exciting because I've been seeing a number of land, like younger landscape architects actually putting tutorials out. And I think that's exciting because it's, it means that, you know, we are moving towards a direction where landscape architecture is still just very focused. So you can find tutorials that you need online, putting a very specifically landscape architecture rendering styles and videos online and just kind of teaching you what they know which is helpful because you know sharing information sharing is caring
0: so yes it it really is and I think collaboration my f- <laughs> collaboration <laughs> a word for 2020 actually no I'll make it for 2021 because we've been so isolated 2020 I know 2021 is collaboration I know. Um, yeah let's go for that yeah I'm, I'm okay <laughs> with that um, I think we've answered a lot of the questions that I had proposed but is there awesome. anything like oh okay so we didn't really get into this. We, <laughs> What do you like the most versus what do you like the least? You know, in general, I they think... don't have to make sense. It could be just you, <laughs> whatever you Perfect. want. Perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the, I wouldn't say it's something I like the least about it. But it's one of the things that I find the most challenging is finding the right images that work together sometimes sometimes you just find them so easily readily available to you but then there are times where you have to search and search and you have to go through so many different resources but that's actually even though it's one of the challenging parts of it it's also one of the best parts of it because through that search I think you've come across a lot of you know different ideas and new opportunities to tell the same exact story so it's just about being able to keep the core story that you want to tell I think but being flexible in how it might actually turn out in terms of
0: how it looks I think that's great yeah I also oh we should probably bring up how long it takes for you to come up with a rendering I know it varies right like sometimes rendering like oh, yeah. take you like half hour sometimes they take you a long time but maybe if you could talk a little bit about the commitment for that
1: yeah I think it it definitely varies it definitely varies based on the story you're trying to tell, how detailed you're trying to be, sometimes even the timeline of which you're trying to tell the story about. If if it has happened a really long time ago where photographs may not have been as readily available, you're less likely to find the right images all the time at the same time. And so that's going to take much longer so you have to let it sit and you have to keep searching so it has taken a couple days sometimes to even like make one image but then there are times that you know exactly what you're looking for and you just happen to find exactly the the correct things and it can really be done in 30 40 minutes so it really depends on the, the type of work that you're trying to do and what kind of resources and images are available to you i am kind of curious to hear what people think about collages and if they think it's still a relative art form especially in landscape oh, architecture yeah. and if so how are they using it and if so how are they using that and how do they how do they see it kind of going into the future in terms of how we communicate to me collage is i don't want to say easy but it's
0: there's accessible.
1: a lot less pressure It's a lot less pressure yeah. um, as opposed to a perfect rendering. Yeah, And perfect means different things to different people, but also perfection doesn't exist. Right. So, it's so, <laughs> just a made-up concept.
0: So, <laughs> Especially for a place that, that isn't built that yeah.
1: I think in a time where it's just so much pressure to get some a drawing right all the time, I think collage is a good way to try to be expressive about human emotions that may not necessarily come across in a plan rendering or a section drawing, or well, maybe sometimes perspective, but it really depends. So I think collage is a good way to number one capture the human emotion that you someone might experience in in a space or you know a representation of some sort that you might see in in communities that otherwise you can't really express in a less pressured manner so that's that's where I see the power of collage not to you know to kind of also go back to I do think it's a good way to create visuals of the past of a space that we don't have any specific photographs of When you're just trying to kind of capture the essence of, again, you know, the steps outside of someone's house that used to be where they all hung out, you know, like a child hung out with his or her grandmother on the steps, and that's the public space. What was that feeling like? What was it like? And I think it's unique in that sense that we can capture those emotions and that essence of just human connection through just being able to find different images and put them together. Aww, that's so great yeah. thank you so much of course thank oh, you so much so i'm so
0: honored to be your first guest i know i was it's like so exciting it's gonna be great
1: yeah oh, it was it was so nice
0: thank you all for listening to the landscape nerd podcast resources episodes and more information about the show can be found on the If you like the show, consider supporting by becoming a patron on patreon.com or you can show your support by sending sending me a message, saying hello. If you use the Anchor app to listen to this or you just get the Anchor app, you can actually send a message to me directly. And if you are just wanting to share some landscape facts or some thoughts on a topic, we can actually include that in the show if you give me permission. Because the goal of this podcast is to learn together and that means learning from each other. So keep nerding out and keep learning and I will talk to you soon.